Scott Jennings, and here's my latest comment. I have a question. What's spreading faster, the Delta variant or rank political stupidity? Well, at least we have a vaccine for one of them. The last few days have been a painful reminder of just how dumb our politics has gotten and that neither party has a monopoly on it. Former President Donald Trump's jaw-dropping statement of a few days ago in which he dreamed of a time-traveling General Robert E. Lee landing in Afghanistan, leading the United States to complete and total victory, was one of his most epic, incoherent rants. Now, the first part of Trump's statement in which he decried the removal of Lee's statue from Richmond, Virginia, is not without public support. A morning consult survey taken in July found over half of Americans favor leaving Confederate statues in place versus just 30% who want them gone. Even a quarter of Democrats opposed evicting the stony Confederates. Now, I don't personally have any use for these Confederate statues myself. I prefer monuments to American heroes. Lee and his traitorous cohorts should live in infamy at museums instead of public squares. That's my opinion. But Trump knows when the other side has overplayed its hand, as is the case with this statue business. It would be easier to stamp out the romanticization of the Confederacy if the people leading the statue removal charge weren't also tearing down George Washington, Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln, and Ulysses S. Grant. Heck, even the Ford's Theater Twitter feed just the other day posted a bizarre and stupid tweet about knocking President Lincoln off his pedestal. I guess it was woke intern social media day over at Ford's Theater. Do better, people. But Trump, never knowing when to stop, continued, fantasizing about Lee's genius and connecting him to President Joe Biden's Afghanistan surrender debacle. What if Lee had led the American troops in Kabul, Trump wondered. Well, I don't know, what if a T-Rex fought a shark? Who would win between Babe Ruth and LeBron James at Pinochle? I doubt Trump picked up his love of Lee growing up in New York City or in any deep reading he's done about the Civil War. I mean, he probably thinks General Burt Reynolds was brilliant at the Battle of Cannonball Run. More likely, this is Trump holding up his internal mirror and trying to reflect what he thinks people want to hear, a tactic he used to shock the world in 2016. You know what? He's right again. There is a constituency that believes if only Lee had more troops, he could have preserved the Confederate utopia, yada yada. They love raging against the politically correct machine, and Trump loves to stoke that rage. And the machine's overreach makes it all too easy. There are no discussions of Lee's shortcomings, such as his unwarranted aggressiveness, when a strategy of stalemate would have likely sufficed. There's just the corrosive residue of a post-war campaign to lionize Lee at the expense of Grant, who is truly one of our greatest Americans. Trump's posture on this is not moral, nor is it steeped in any serious understanding of American history, as I don't think Lee was all that he was cracked up to be. It's also a slap in the face of the soldiers who died to preserve the Union, of Lincoln and the true geniuses of the war, Grant and his trusted lieutenants, Sherman and Sheridan. And yet, despite this, Trump remains more than competitive for another term, according to recent national and swing state polling. Why? Because Joe Biden's presidency and the American left have become a series of unfolding, clownish disasters, each adorned with its own stupid statements. The absurdity comes on a near-daily basis. 
A top Biden economic advisor claimed grocery store inflation isn't a huge deal if you skip the beef, pork, and poultry. Enjoy your vegan hot dogs, people. Kentucky's John Yarmouth, the House Budget Committee chairman, downplayed our nearly $30 trillion national debt because the federal government, quote, has the power to create as much money as we need to spend. Better find a wheelbarrow to carry all the cash you'll need to buy your next hamburger. And the liberal healthcare for all crowd, led passionately by comedians and activists like Jimmy Kimmel, declared that unvaccinated COVID patients should be denied medical care. Universal health care only applies if you pass Jimmy Kimmel's political litmus test. But at least the Democrats' moral conscience, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is taking the economic situation seriously. She emblazoned tax the rich onto an expensive designer gown and wore it to New York's glitziest gala, the Met, where tables cost $350,000 apiece. Was it brave or just the epitome of farce that even the Monty Python troupe would say is too much? Unfortunately, the COVID vaccine, miracles of medical science that they are, have also engendered stupid at its worst. President Biden issued a can't-be-constitutional vaccine mandate the same day Vice President Kamala Harris was reciting the My Body, My Choice abortion rights mantra in a meeting across the street at the old executive office building. The president wasn't only contradicting his VP and CDC chief, he was also parting ways with a slightly younger Joe Biden, who had firmly rejected vaccine mandates in December. In the process, he blundered himself into hardening vaccine resistance, threatening to push workers out of their jobs at a time of real economic insecurity. His continued disregard for the Constitution makes one wonder if Joe Biden has ever read it. Not to worry, though, the the adults who run Congress are back in town to restore some semblance of order. Congressional Democrats have unveiled the largest tax increase in decades to fund Joe Biden's $3.5 trillion budget, which, by the way, is on life support because President Biden can't get his own party on the same page. It would be funny if it weren't so tragic. But even as our leaders beclown themselves and show America at its worst, The American people continue to prove time and again what a free and good-hearted population we can be. We remembered Todd Beamer's fateful Let's Roll on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. The oldest World War II veteran just celebrated his 112th birthday. And donations have poured in to help rebuild after Hurricane Ida. America's strength has always been in her people. Inside each ordinary American, lies an extraordinary potential for good, more than enough to overcome our dumb politics. I'm Scott Jennings. Thanks for listening. You can get more commentary on Twitter at Scott Jennings, KY.